Now recording. Okay, we're recording. All right. So, um, you good, Fordo? You good, Ford? I think we're ready to do this. I've, I've got my, my notes in front of me. It's going to be so cool hosting the show this week. The guys are having a break. Yeah, but how did you convince them to let us do it, Andy? Well, it was easy to convince them by not telling them anything about it, to be honest. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so you didn't tell them we are recording the podcast? Uh... Well, they're supposed to record it tomorrow because that's when they do it. Uh, but they left the Discord unlocked, so I thought I'd let myself in. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Two Hunters and a Warlock, an upside-down Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well... We're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 information, news and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter, that's the number two. Now, on with this Upside Down show. Alright, so thank you for joining us. My name's and they're 13, but everyone calls me Andy. Uh, I've been on the podcast before a couple of times. Back then, I was a hunter, but I realized that the master race is actually a warlock. So uh, I've been uh, running that class for a bit now and enjoying it. Uh, joining me is Fordo. Yeah, so I'm Fordo1990. Um, I've been playing Destiny since Destiny 2 first came out. I've Usually man a hunter. Occasionally I play the other classes, but they just aren't any fun. And uh, I'm Pact Llama. The guys call me Llama. Uh, I'm main on the PC and I'm a hunter main. I started back with Destiny 1 on the Xbox. Really enjoyed it. Uh, took a break, came back in for Destiny 2 on PC and have been loving it since. Cool. I, I didn't go into detail with all that stuff because, one, I forgot, and two, I probably <laughs> mentioned it in the previous times I've been on That's anyway. Cool. So. That's cool. Well, obviously, guys, last week we had the introduction to the raid, the raid race day one started. Um, I was part of the team for the PC crew, with the Frozen crew, with Fuzzco, Peace Pipes, uh, Crow. We had Respawn and Kittens. And pale as well. So we had an extra one, which was myself just sort of helping out. I was mainly doing a lot of the cartographer things. So I was, as we were going through um, and doing it, doing the actual raid, I was trying to create maps for everyone, putting it in the Discord, which was quite fun. Uh, and I think a lot of the, the fact that we'd all done raids before through the previous seasons uh, meant that we all sort of worked well together and were able to sort of discuss things and see similarities between it. So I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to look at any of the videos that have come out of the raid, um, but it was pretty awesome. But I know that Des uh, Bungie's just brought up now the, the winner of the World First, which controversially was actually two different teams. There was a team first that supposedly won, which was the Slayer team. They, they were ahead of the announced winning team which was, uh, I think they're called Lumina. They, it was the, the actual winning team that Bungie announced was, uh, had Atora, uh, Claw, Flux, 
Shenzi, Siege Dancers, and Soto Slice. So, correction, Soto Solace. So those guys are the official winners. And the reason that they beat this other team, as far as I'm aware with what I saw, was that they were able to finish the raid, open the chest, and go to orbit first. So if you look at uh, Claw's video, or Luminous video, Luminous, uh, if you look at the Luminous Clan video as they're playing, you can actually see that they've got information from people saying, oh, Slayer's team is, you know, about 25 minutes in front of you. Uh, and it got to that point where they were neck and neck with the last boss. Um, but congratulations to uh, Luminous team because they, in the end, were the victors, completing the raid in under six hours, five hours, 29 minutes and 10 seconds, which was pretty awesome. Uh, considering how some teams didn't get to finish. So that's good. Uh, as far as how the Frozen team went, we yeah, we were all there. No one was late. It was really good. We worked out a lot of the uh, encounters quite quickly. However, we got stuck on the second encounter for quite a bit of time. And I think just because the whole raid was under power cap, so it didn't matter if you were 1250, 1260, you were capped at 1230 and all the ads and bosses were much higher. So damage was <laughs> taken by all and not dealt by much. Um, so we got stuck on the second encounter for a while because it was quite unforgiving. Um, but the new mechanics to it was really good. I'm not sure if you guys do much raiding yourselves. But occasionally, uh, Fuzzgo and, and the team have taken me through a couple times, and a lot of the times, uh, I learn a bit of the mechanics, but mostly they just you know put me in their backpack and on the sparrow and just take me through. <laughs> well, this one, this one had a new mechanic which is quite similar to things we have seen before. If you've done uh, Crown of Sorrow or Garden of Salvation, this raid kind of needed you to have everyone doing a role of some kind. Uh, even though I do know there are videos now of people two and three manning it, but of, at the time you wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> yeah, at the time you wouldn't have been able to do that. So um, there was a few different uh, roles people had to do where one person could see uh, something that was hidden to everyone else, which was called the uh, scanner, scanner perk. And then you had someone who was called the operator perk, who was the only person who could operate the doors. Um, and, and so on and so on. So people had to work together in teams to try and uh, complete the tasks. That was fine. The first encounter was really good. The second encounter for us, however, though, was exactly the same, but it was on two different platforms. So there was an orbital platform and sort of a ground platform. So you had to move teams between the orbital and the ground, which was cool the first 100 times we were going into the, the launch pods and getting shot up into space and down. That was all really cool, but the fact that we were so underpowered for it meant that if you got caught off guard, the boss could pretty much just tear you apart. And once one person died, you had a small chance of being able to revive that person and keep everything on track because the timer was unforgiving uh, in that instance. Also, the, the I'm not sure if it's a glitch at the moment, definitely was on the day, if you did, a, there's a certain time you could damage phase the boss. And if it's almost seemed like if you did too much damage, he got half his health back. So it took twice as long to get him to a, 
a checkpoint in his life. And then the last phase <clears throat> was pretty hard because if you, you only had about 10 seconds to shoot him. And if you shot the wrong one, you wiped. So wow. <laughs> if you can imagine, we, uh, we wiped quite a few times. Yeah. The team spirits were, were quite high, yeah. um, but that was good. Uh, it does help if all your team members know they're left from right and they're up from down, which yeah. did come up a couple of times, <laughs> people at the wrong door. Um, but, look, we, we, we stuck with it all, had a little break, came back, got all the way through to the last boss fight, um, and, yeah, it went from there. So if if you have a look now, though, since the raid was complete, kind of like with the Dreaming City, there's there's public events that are sort of happening with the, the meteor shower that, that happens around Europa. Um, and there's even some of the uh, buffs that we had to do in the raid, like the scanner perk and stuff is now accessible to certain things in that area where the, where the meteor shower is happening. I can't exactly remember the proper name for it, but... Where so they... the... the... The meteor showers, I've only just noticed them recently. Did they become available because of the raid being completed? Yes. So without okay. giving spoilers away of what the raid was about, because I think you know, everyone should at least watch it or have a try. Because, I mean, the environment yeah. that they built for this Deep Stone Crypt, I thought was really beautiful and amazing. Um, the, if it's the... anything like where, uh, sorry, spoiler alert. the big exo is that area looked amazing if it's a lot like that then that yeah that that just the red and white theme when you go down initially it just it looked beautiful yeah there is so it's it doesn't go to that spot with the giant exo head but it does obviously spoiler it it does deal with the exos the deep stone crypt where they make the exos yeah um and so essentially it goes into that area and the fallen are working with that system. They're trying to use those. And so you get to go to a lot of uh, Clovis Bray's exo production and creation area. And part of that, as I was saying before, where you go to orbit, there's a, possibly a, uh, something to do with that up there. And then bits of that are now falling down to Europa, which is what the meteor shower is. Um, well, I, th- I think I know who uh, I'm going to go to for a carry it seems like you know a lot about it yeah so, uh, i think i'm lining up too yeah <laughs> it's be you got a double thing, backpack double yeah. backpack yeah well at least yeah. i've got i've got a side cart for my sparrow oh sweet perfect shotgun so holy saddlebags <laughs> most definitely look it's it's one with all the new things that have come out of it so if you can get the lumina uh not the lumina sorry the lament exotic sword it does crazy amount of damage to the boss and the fact that now people aren't underpowered, it's a lot easier than the first day. But as, as far as getting through the mechanics, it's kind of the same mechanic carried through all the encounters, which is really good. It's good. It's, it's kind of annoying when uh, you learn a mechanic and they completely disregard it for the rest of the, the activity it's like well you've learned that you've mastered it but now you've got this yeah that's well, it. Now, now all that and try yeah. this one out yeah. well that, that's exactly right and as i was saying that scanner mechanic is now available in the free world or the open world on europa in the area that shows on your map where the debris is falling 
you'll find yeah. a, a vandal that carries that scanner mechanic. So at the moment, I've only killed him once and haven't found out where to use it. I do know that there are videos out there what to do, but at least it's kind of cool having that aspect where, like with the Dreaming City, once someone's opened it up, the Dreaming City's changed. There's now curses and stuff happening to it. Well, yeah. it seems that Europa's getting its own version with these meteor showers and it's um, it's really cool what they're doing. They're just it, it's it's keeping it exciting. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so every time they have a new season or something, it's going to keep it keep it going. Something new each week or each month to keep people that have obviously sat there and grinded at the start and sort of got themselves through ninety percent of the game to actually want to keep coming back and finding something new. Like like with the exo head now being available to go into that area, all that stuff is really cool. And like you said, Andy, it's uh, it's you look at the environment of it, and it it sometimes seems simple because it's just a, a construction area for the exos. But at the same time, if you've ever been into sort of the lore of Destiny, it's kind of really cool to see where it all came from, where it all started, um, yeah, what the possibilities are to come out of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Um, they're finally like I know lore's always been a part of the game, but. I feel like I'm getting more into it now than I did in the past. And that's mostly because of uh, people like not after out there uh, spreading the word for us, people that kind of don't know anything about it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to actually see and listen to the stories and it's good. Yeah. Well, as, as I was saying, look, uh, congratulations again to luminous Rose. Uh, they did above the rest of everyone else and they, they won that race in the end. So uh, I do apologize for name, saying your name incorrectly before. Yeah, no, good good work. All right, so on the 24th of November, Bungie released Destiny Hotfix 3.0.0.4. Seems like they're releasing a hotfix almost every second day, to be honest. But uh, right. yeah. I, I guess they, 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 they do need to fix their problems. So uh, at the moment, uh, they've... The activity fixes, they fix an issue where strikes in the Vanguard playlist, uh, they were incorrectly set to 1100 power, which uh, would have been a struggle for most that have just started playing. Uh, but now they're yeah, yeah. set to 10, <laughs> now they're set to uh, 1050 power. So if you're just getting into the game, you can jump straight into strikes and get that loot. It does seem to be uh, a lot more new light players, which is good. So Yeah, yeah, it's great. Keep them coming. Uh, and also, uh, if you're new, just jump into Crucible. You'll love it. And uh, just let us know. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully be on the opposite team. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So they, they fixed an issue where enemies would continue to spawn during certain activities in the Cosmodrome. Uh, note, this should resolve an issue where gaggles of guardians would convene in the Divide or shooting into a cave-like structure. Uh, um, they, keep, they keep nerfing all those secret areas. These yeah, loot caves. Well, you know what? If if people didn't just you know tell too many people about it, we'd still have this. Yeah, <laughs> we'd still have it. Just you know, keep to yourself. Don't don't stay there for too long. Just hop in the cave, stay there for about ten minutes, leave, come back another day. You know, just don't, don't be too sus. Don't be too sus. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so ten fifty to twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pro they're probably seeing. Oh, this guardian's. Uh, I've seen lots of guardians level up in this one particular area. Something's not right, but yeah, uh, I, that 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 loot cave was a good source of uh, loot in Destiny One. Wasn't expecting it to come back in Destiny Two, but uh, 
it did briefly. I missed out on it, but I'd just rather play the game anyway. Well, that's but, it. That's, um, the other, that's the other side, isn't it? Just play it correctly. And... Th- there's just so much content with this new update. You can just play it and level up at your own pace. But uh, yeah, so that they fixed an issue where players could skip to the end of the Valet Labyrinth Lost Sector. Uh, I didn't well. actually get to do this. I saw the video, and by the time yeah. I got back from work, it was already patched. Don't you hate that? You you find out that there's some cool new break in the game that you can exploit, and then they fix it before you get a chance. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Crucible. Every time. They fix an issue where Defeat's audio was playing too often. That's just a kick in the guts, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Not you really lose. Even the difference. I, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, experience it myself, but I can imagine like <laughs> you, you lose and it just constantly shacks or someone just telling you you've been defeated. I can't believe what I'm seeing. It, it, just it, over it, and over. It's like he boos at you. Boo. <laughs> you lost. It's like uh, the drifter comes in and he's, he, he takes over, just abuses you. So. <laughs> Weapons fix an issue where trench barrel was not being removed after three firing three shots. All right, so where was this? Where was this news while it was happening? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to know about it when it's gone. Why, yeah, why is I find about this stuff after the fact? Yeah, every time, like you said, because the people that know it and they're going to use it aren't going to tell us about it yeah, until they've true. had their fun and then they want it to be nerfed. Yeah, like the Wither Horde. Whoever figured out that the Wither Horde was just being fired like a bow and absolutely destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, I don't that that got fixed so quick. Like they mm. they were onto that super quick. I feel like I was even using the gun, but I obviously used it straight after. It just yeah, I, I missed out. I missed out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I used it before it started doing that. Yeah. And then... I found out it got taken out of the game for a bit, and then I came back after it was uh, after it was fixed. Oh, very poor G Dad! Like th- that's his favorite gun, and I was receiving <laughs> so much abuse on my phone as to why his power was low, and I I did not know why at the time. Then I realized it was because his favorite weapon wasn't uh, being uh, counted. Yeah. No. Likewise, I didn't get to use it at all. I used it during the previous season, and was looking forward to using it this season, but it was already shut out by the time I got there. Anyway. Yeah. I can agree with G-Dad, though. That's got to be my favourite lately. It is yeah. a good grenade launcher. Just It's just so handy when you're fighting a boss and can't yeah. get enough shots at him, so you just tag him with that and run back yeah. into cover. And tag him again and run back in. It was actually really useful in the raid because you had all these rooms where ads were spawning out of and you had enough trouble with the boss and he's auto-aiming weapons that if you just dropped a few wither hordes at the spawn points you could take out most of the ads so definitely one i was glad was back for the raid yeah <laughs> definitely. yeah yeah all right so rewards fix an issue where prime attunements were not being applied properly after reaching the soft cap of 1200 power uh, fixed an issue where the strange visitors emote from seasonal of arrivals silver bundle would no longer appear in Raul's inventory Updated the World Engram Weapon Board. Remove all weapons that hit their infusion cap at the end of the season. Added all of the seventh Seraph weapons from Season of the Worthy. Added all of the Season of Arrivals seasonal and planetary reprisal weapons. Set weight drop chances so that the newer item is the more likely to drop. 
Have you have you guys seen the new Seven Serif stuff that they dropped in? I I, I mean back in the mach- the submachine gun, and I think it was possibly the heavy machine gun. Okay. But now you can get the hand cannon, the assault rifle, yeah, as well, okay. um, which are both really cool, and I think they look alright as well. Um, yeah. So uh, it's been good to be able to get something that yes, it may have been old, but it kind of looks. It's good to have it back in again not always using the same die promise or anything like that. You can now start using some of the other previous season gear. Nice. Bounties. Reduced number of bounties required for the new light quest from three to one. Fixed an issue where combat drill bounties were requiring elimination defeats. They will now correctly require clash defeat. That would have been rough. That is good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I just find it's really hard to find elimination games. I don't think anyone plays it. Yeah, that people might play them um, right before trials is on, but that's about uh, it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Friday night. Yeah, season fix an issue where players already have seasonal artifact, but the season quest does not progress. Fixed an issue where lure mods were duplicating. Fixed an issue where perk veto mods for the cryptolith lure were not correctly preventing the excluded perks from rolling on the web. Fixed an issue where players already have the lure, but the lure quest doesn't progress. Have you guys done much of the um, quest for Crow with the lure mods, etc.? Only done I maybe. The lure. Yeah, I've, I've done. I've done two Wrathborn hunts, but they're both the first one. I did one just solo, and I helped G Dad with his initial one, and that's as far as I've gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there are definitely a few videos. Um, worth just just searching YouTube as to how to do the 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 lure properly and get the best out of it because it kind of feels yeah. like it's a bit of a half and half the chalice from Season of Opulence. Yeah, and you, you can sort of get to the area of things you want to roll and what specs and traits you want to roll on it, and at yeah. the same time you also need to upgrade it, kind of like the Umbral Engram uh, machine that was next to the drifter back in the previous season. So yeah, it's kind of cool. I I like the concept. It's just another thing I have to add to my list of things to do each week. But um, as you grind it out, then you have a better chance of getting um, some good loot. And it it has on there where it can drop two powerfuls a week. I think you can upgrade that the better you go along. I'm not that far along the quest line of the lure at the moment, but I think it's possibly going to be another good um, adaption. Yeah. The game. All right, so that was uh, the hotfix uh, 3.0.0.4. I guess, um, um, do we just go on the fact there was no TWAB this week? So therefore... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so as for last week's report roundup, there hasn't been any new additions, but there has been a few tweets from Bungie uh, and Cosmo. So I'll just go through those quickly. Um, Bungie help. We've fixed an issue where completing the last call forsaken mission didn't unlock access to the Tangle Shore. Players who are still experiencing issues should report to the help forum. Another one from Bungie. We've fixed an issue where deleting a character would reset some raid rewards. It's a bit of a shame. I know people were trying to do that quite a bit. Uh, Another one. As a result of our character raid reward fix, players who access the Deepstone Crypt before the weekly reset and some who logged in between 9 a.m. to 5.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time yesterday can only require loot from the raid 
on one character this week. This issue will be resolved next Tuesday. That's rough. Yeah, uh, it happens though. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and unfortunately, you don't get any um, retroactive rewards. But yeah. Uh, next one, we're investigating an issue where the spoils caches in the Deepstone Crypt raid list incorrect armor or weapons rolls. Seems to be a lot of things to do with the raid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and from Cosmo, I'm looking for more feedback on Season of the Hunt content. Hit me up with what you are enjoying and what you think could benefit from some changes. So not many things in the roundup this week. As as we said, it was similar. To, it was it hadn't changed since last week, but a few tweets uh, to add to it. Um, mainly just filling in with what's been happening with the new raid and, and how people are enjoying the changes. And now we'll go to Andy for some console reminders. So the console update happens on December 8th with the next-gen version of Destiny 2, which will continue to be free-to-play, meaning the PS5 and Xbox Series upgrades will be free as well. It's confirmed to have the following features, 60 FPS and 4K performance on PS5 and Xbox Series X, Series S will run at 1080p at 60fps. There'll be load time improvements, field of view slider support, uh, intergenerational crossplay, so Xbox Series to Xbox One, PS5 to PS4, uh, paid expansions, season passes, and silver carrying over between generations. It's again, Xbox Series to Xbox One and PS5 to PS4. On the last point, this means, for example, if you're on PS4 now and buy an Xbox Series X or S, you can continue uh, playing with your profile thanks to existing Destiny cross-save support. However, any expansions, season passes or silver you've purchased on PS4 wouldn't carry over to Xbox or PC or Stadia, basically any platform outside of the PlayStation ecosystem, meaning you need to purchase them again or do without. However, in the case of expansions, they will be accessible if you have an Xbox Game Pass subscription on Xbox console. So, also on December... Oh, sorry, go. Yeah, go. I was saying, can we touch on that then? I, as we are saying, I thought that when the uh, expansion dropped that we would be getting these 60 frames per second and 4K performance. So that hasn't been the case. So that hasn't been the case. What I understood is that there was going to be a delay. I, I read that somewhere that... Uh, all the U-Butte frames and everything nice wasn't going to uh, launch with the consoles because I think they needed to apply some further updates or yeah, okay. further testing or something like that. So yep. um, they they will be arriving on December 8th, finally. So, uh, yeah, you can enjoy your nice, expensive consoles that I can't afford until uh, Night Demon decides to possibly pay me for this episode, but I don't see that happening. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, also on December 8th uh, is the first Iron Banner of Season of the Hunt. I know Night Demon will be, uh, he'll be waiting for that reset to just click over and he will be jumping on straight away. Yeah, this is bringing a new quest to get your Iron Banner off to, to a start. And uh, here are the steps for the new quest. So uh, there's, you have to get a, uh, 10 zones, right? That's fairly, fairly easy to get. You have to kill 30 guardians. Over time, you'll get there. Um, GDAD, uh, sorry. Uh, void ability kills, you need five. Part of quests shaped by iron. So 
The first part shaped by iron. You have to defeat opponents, capture zones, and get void ability final blows. Nine banner during season of the hunt. So that's what I previously mentioned. Uh, part two: no games, no sympathy. Complete matches, capture zones, and get energy weapon final blows in iron banner during season of the hunt. Part three: paying respects. Defeat opponents, capture zones, and get scout rifle final blows in Iron Banner during Season of Part 4, a tower rebuilt. Defeat targets with your super, capture zones, and get hand cannon final blows in Iron Banner during Season of Part 5, raising the banner. Complete matches, complete zones, sorry, capture zones, and get precision final blows in Iron Banner during Season of Final step. From the mountaintop, return to Lord Salad. Wouldn't so, it be cool if there was another mountaintop? Yeah. It's the last step is called from the mountaintop. And they yeah, bring I ha- the version. As much, as much as that would be cool, I, uh, Bungie have just uh, sunset that there's no way they're going to bring that back. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it'd really be so good. There. Like, well, the mountaintop. Yeah. The, the, the mountain, in regards to the mountaintop, that just might be just, just, just because you've climbed the mountain of this quest kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and also, yeah. Um, yeah, but who knows? Usually when you get a weapon quest like that, you get a clue as to what you're chasing. Yeah. this You'll be using the same weapon throughout. And that is yeah, true. All over the true. Yeah, well, I guess they're just trying to expand it all, aren't they? I mean, this is only the start of the season, so... Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen over time. Yeah. So for you guys who have an Amazon Prime account or know someone who has an Amazon Prime account, the Prime Gaming Rewards has released a new one for the month of November, December for Destiny 2 Rewards. So if you access your Prime Gaming account, find the Destiny 2 Rewards, claim those. These will then appear with uh, Amanda Holiday. And the rewards this time around, uh, there's a new exotic emote, which is quite cool, actually, I think it is. Uh, it's seasonal themed to Europa, so it chains you up in ice, and then you break out, out of the ice. Uh, the sparrow that you get is the Regal Howe exotic sparrow, which is from, I believe it's Season of the Undying, which is the one that looks like it's actually a Lord of Wolves shotgun. There's the exotic Transpose JT24X exotic ship, which to me kind of looks like a flying mosquito, but that one's there in case those who like it. Uh, And there's a legendary uh, archetype shell, legendary ghost shell, which is also available. So if you have, like we said, Prime Gaming, you can literally just log on, claim those rewards, go to Amanda Holiday and have these unique uh, exotic emblems and, sorry, not emblems, exotic emotes and sparrows, etc., free to your account. So uh, we don't have Respawn here to rant. Uh, maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Uh, we know people kind of like that. So here's Llama's Lament. Thank you, Andy. So uh, I'd like to start off to say that I have actually enjoyed this expansion so far. Uh, I know some people haven't enjoyed it, but I enjoyed a lot of the new activities. But what I'm I'm really not enjoying is I still find that I 
I'm running out of these upgrade modules. I don't know if you guys are, but it's driving me nuts. Every time I, I get something good, I want to infuse it into some of my good armor that I've got masterwork. And yes, you get upgrade modules from the season pass and you can get them from Banshee. But I just find there's not enough. I, I, I'm going through my bright dust, getting it from Eververse, uh, purchasing those concentrated matter gems. Yeah. Is that consumable? That lets you module like, drop. But I mean, you don't have a lot of the resources. I'm going through the resources that you get trying to purchase them off Banshee. And that besides it killing my resource gain, my glimmer is just going down like crazy. Uh, I'm finding that I'm going through gl glimmer now more than I ever did. Um, I understand that the, the ghosts have these new mods that you can mod it up so that you can pick up more glimmer and, and even have a chance to get an upgrade module to drop from Gambit or Crucible or Strikes. But see, I, I, I put that on the, the mod to get the upgrade modules to drop and I did 10 strikes and I got one to drop and they were all pretty hard. And then on Gambit, I got one to drop maybe once every two hours. They could actually introduce that into the game. It's just a, an easy way to farm. I mean, they probably have, as it currently sits, there's multiple ways to get them, but I just find that the resources are what's letting me down. Uh, I don't have enough. Maybe I'm meant to have dockpiled them up like Demon does or, or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, I pretty much run through my bright dust like crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other ways to sort of work um, it out. Not uh, really. Like, I guess I, I got to a stage where I'd go to infuse something, I'd look, and I wouldn't have enough uh enough material. So I'd literally just, just went to Banshee and just bought a bunch, but I haven't. I haven't needed as many, I guess. I guess I'm trying not to infuse as much. I just whack on a blue if it's higher. I'll only infuse if I'm if I've got armor that's maybe 10, 10 higher or if I need to be higher with certain gear in a particular activity. Otherwise, I'm just ch chucking blues on. I don't, I don't I don't care too much about it, but the, there needs to be something done because it's something that we require to continue uh, growing in the game, it, so it, it is. We, it, we need access because the other side of that, which, which I agree with you, you could easily just stick on the legendary that you get or the blue that you get. But I mean, part of me—I've never really been into the fashion side of it. But part of me likes to wear a set of something, or you put effort into getting a masterwork set of armor, and then now, yeah, that armor is almost not obsolete. But you start the game, and the blues that are dropping are better, and so. You, you start putting those on till you get to the soft cap and then you start infusing what well, I did back into your good sets of armor so that you can start getting the perks, like getting double hundred rolls on things in, in your mobility or your recovery and stuff like that. Whereas if you just put on the stuff that keeps dropping, you'd spend probably more resources trying to get them up to a level where you can just insert a few mods. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I found that they've changed this time around, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but previously seasons to masterwork a piece of armor you needed one ascendant shard and this time around you need three ascendant shards to go from level nine to level ten that's uh, which crazy I think wow. it, is, it is crazy especially considering that 
the only way you can still get ascendant shards is either through the season pass where I think you get one, or you have to farm high level nightfalls. And yeah, you you're not going to be getting such good stuff from powerful drops and pinnacles that's random gear to then go in to do a, a, a legend or master nightfall to get a chance to drop these ascendant shards. I mean, why can't they, if they've made these heroic lost sectors where you can get heroic gear, why can't they have a chance that you also get a chance to get the exotic shard instead, you know, an ascendant shard as opposed to the exotic engram or, or yeah, whatever I, the gear is just because they're easier to run. Especially solo. Yeah, I feel like th there needs to be some activity. There might be. I don't know. I may maybe have not found it, but that at least one character per sorry, all three characters once a week will receive one hundred percent of the time. Like three a week, it's not game breaking, but it it helps the it individual. But but that would have helped a lot when. In the previous season, it was one ascendant shard would master. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, now you, now you can masterwork one item a, a week. <laughs> one item a week. Yeah, like one, if, if it were one yeah. character though, that's the yeah. Other thing. I mean, yeah, I, I can remember last season doing pits of heresy runs because they were quick and easy. You get a masterwork bit of dreambane gear, and you scrap that, get the exotic prism. So the enhanced prisms. Yeah, and then you did that on three characters in a week and you got 18 prisms, you could then buy one uh, Ascendant Shard a week. And yeah. then obviously when they were doing double nightfall rewards, you had a lot higher chance. Of, if you had a good team or a good couple of people, you could run in, do the nightfall really quickly and get a chance of getting two Ascendant Shards. Yeah. Like that aspect was really cool. But as it's a new season, it seems now to, to be able to try and get those high level nightfalls you need to have been playing for a little bit longer. And I just think that that, that grind aspect, maybe whether it's been thought of properly, um, because yeah. it's new, it hasn't been maybe I, set as best. Or... I, feel, I feel like one way to fix it is if you want the nightfalls, if you want to choose that activity to do it in, but maybe you can get two to three per character per week. That's the max that you will get 100 uh, guaranteed, but yep. there's still the normal chance that it has now on top of that. Yeah, yeah well, so people have the option to keep farming if they'd like. If they're going to triple the amount that you need to masterwork something, then they almost need to affect somehow or increase the chances of finding them. Otherwise, this season's going to become a lot longer. And I know you can you store them up. I mean, I started this season with ten. I yeah, I've still got ten as well. But but I, I went through them really quickly. And it was accidental before I know, knew it. I was masterworking something, and then I saw as it was just turning yellow that I masterworked it. That that cost me three ascendant yeah. shards as opposed to one. I was like, ah, damn it. Yeah. And then if you've got to use them in that exotic kiosk as well, so you have to use those shards in there. Oh yeah, them. you do. So you can burn through them pretty quickly now. So they almost need to be something that maybe it's not. Yeah. Not dropping around the world frequently where everyone's just going to have every exotic around. Yeah, but how is a new light guardian meant to get an exotic out of that kiosk? Exactly. It's like, it's, yeah. Uh, it, they're trying to get more people back into this game or new people into the game. You need yeah. to have some sort of appeal. They're, they're it's it's like, experience, guys. 
Yeah, it's it's like they with with one arm they're bringing people in and the other they're pushing them away. Yeah, it's like it it, it feels it's like what uh, Respawn or what others have always said that they're catering to the YouTubers, and that's not that. Yeah, the YouTubers bring people to the game, but the people that are brought to the game need to be able to have a good experience you as well. To, you need yeah. to retain people. Yeah, yeah, retention yeah. rate is massive as well. Which is also why they do a lot more new content, I think, to try and keep you yeah. in. Cause, yeah, you get the YouTubes and stuff, or, or some of the guys that did the raid race, they got themselves up to 12.60 before the raid started. Yeah. Yes, they'll drop back to 12.30, but then after that one day, they, they go back into the open world and they're just way too powerful for everything. And yeah. So they almost go, well, I don't need to play for yeah. a while. There's not going to be any new cool stuff for me because... And- I don't yeah, have to and, go. And I, I get it. Bungie are stuck between a rock and a hard place because they bringing in new stuff to retain the players that are currently in, but bringing in that new stuff then deters people from joining in because everything's so far ahead and they need to catch up. Yeah. So it's it's hard. I, I get it. They're in a tough spot. But but that was yeah. one of the reasons why they did the, the Destiny content vault because I, I got one friend who hadn't played before, jumped in in the previous season. And he told me there was 32 like messages that popped up on his screen of all these places he had to go and people he had to visit. And it was just, it almost instantly turned him away, which I understand in this new one for New Light. You can't get to that area without doing the Cosmodrome uh, intro first, you know, like building you up slowly. I still need to do that. I'm, I'm, I really need to do that just, just for the memories. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, I did that just so I'd um, level up, leveling up, so, yeah, so I could actually do some of the content there. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you get to the yeah. tower, even so, you've still got 10 people to see the tower. Yeah, exactly. You have to go here, then there, then here, then there, yeah. But, but I guess at least they've made it to just make it each checkpoint so you talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess like we said, it's the start of the first season. This this one's going to be around for a while. Um, see see how it goes. They've got time to make it, uh, changes, um, buff things where they need to. But yeah, I, I would personally like to just see either some way to get uh, upgrade modules easier, even if they just increase that drop rate on the mod for your ghost. That like once every yeah. three to five games you get one because. They're only worth 200 bright dust, so it's not as if they're uh, ascendant shard. But to play 10 games and get one to drop, and and it didn't matter if you're winning or losing, like th- that just seems like it's it's a perk or a mod slot in your ghost that it's taking up, and it's not a cheap one. It's like worth five or four or five slots that yeah. um, it doesn't have a high chance of dropping. I mean, the extra legendary item a mod that you can attach to things drops nearly every single time yeah wow and so that's a really good one because it doesn't have to be a powerful piece or anything but it's still a piece that you might go oh i haven't got that or oh that's a better one the legendary item does that legendary item cost bright dust no okay i was gonna say if it did then that's that's where they're trying to go (laughs) no but that's what i mean so it's just one of the mods for your ghost that, okay, yeah. that if you put that in, that one might be for Gambit. So it says at the end of a Gambit match, you have a 
uh, increased chance of getting a, an extra legendary item. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. you apply that when you're playing Gambit. So I've got four different ghosts I swap when I'm playing Gambit or Crucible or Strikes. So I don't have to keep swapping mods in and out. Yeah. But you just swap the ghost. So if I'm going to do Strikes, I know that at the end of this, I'm going to get some extra loot. Yeah. Which I can just destroy for uh, shards or whatever. Or it might turn out that it's a better one of an older weapon that I haven't used and I can infuse it up just costing Glimmer to get like a 1230 or 1240 or whatever version of that weapon yeah it's always a good thing which saves you having to use an upgrade module so yeah like i said that, that'd be something i'd like to see if they could do that somehow i mean they've got the heroic lost sectors or legendary lost sectors whatever you want to call them which are already have a chance of dropping exotic loot if you play solo maybe just add an aspect that instead of it dropping the exotic helmet or something if you didn't get the helmet you have a higher chance of getting a shard which still will come in handy for people. Because if you're doing those lost sectors, you're already at that point where you're trying, you're, you're starting to look towards those high powerfuls, high pinnacle stuff. Anyway, that's my Llama's Lament. <laughs> uh, it was good. I feel like uh, quite mellow, which is good. You don't need to be on respawns level. No one is on respawns level. Um, um, it was, yeah, I feel like it was, uh, it was a good enough level. I'm not going to. I'm not going to scream and and get myself cut off by the technology. By, yeah, no. Yeah, technology. No. Do you have any gripes, Porto? You want to go through? No, no, not really. And yeah. I think if I tried, I'd just robot out badly. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. All right, so uh, I might introduce the uh, law now. I guess is that where we're up to now? Yeah. All right, so now uh, it's time for Not Half Asked Law featuring Ander 13, myself. Do we have any questions on, on the law in general that we, you want to ask before we actually start? Like I said, the only thing that I was unsure about was the actual Dreadnought still kind of being utilized by the, the hive I, I i i wasn't sure because we we left there i d- didn't know the whole story of the dreadnought still going i guess to be like fair we didn't being operational actually leave we just withdrew we left everything else that was still okay. there every time you went into the yeah. dreadnought there were still enemies around okay yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of why that's still well it's not a playable space at the moment but in the law it is still a place to go okay now i know respawn has so many questions about clovis bray yeah now the clovis bray that we have been dealing with in destiny all this time i'm not going to recall um well he's already come out and said who it is or nearly said who it is, but I'm not going to release that. What I will say is, he's not the Clovis Bray. He is Clovis Bray. Yeah. He is Clovis not. Bray's EXO. Yeah. But, but we, when we, he was we downloaded, Clovis Bay, sorry, Clovis Bray within the story, didn't we? Or is that still not him either? In the, in the story, we have met him. He, we, we met the full. The AI that runs, yeah, that runs the whole facility on, yeah, 
um, Europa, Europa literally is yeah. run by an AI that is actually Clovis Bray with all his memories. Now, okay. the so episode, it's, it's just his me- memories uploaded, but it's not actually him. It's just kind of yeah. He's he's okay. pretty pre- when that when that when all that's going on, he's pretty much uh, comatosed. Okay. Um. But they they would have done the brain scan, so it is his brain with all his memories as the AI that runs the facility. Now, okay. this the EXO itself is Clovis Bray's brain. Okay. His basic characteristics, but without yeah. the memories that makes him Clovis Senior. Okay. Yeah. So over okay. the time working with Elsie Bray on the facility as the EXO, that's how he developed his personality, and which is why he makes himself considerably different to yeah. Clovis Bray Senior. It's a similar thing if okay. we ever if we were ever to find Cade. The original Cade, yeah. the man that is Cade, not the EXO. Forever to yeah, find could be him, a completely different person. He would because he wouldn't have the experiences yeah. that Cade Six yeah. had. Okay, so that's so that's the best we, way to understand uh, it. Are we thinking that the actual um, uh, Clovis is extremely evil, and the EXO is obviously just a normal kind of standard person? He's Cade. Uh, Clovis Senior is being corrupted by by the darkness in his quest for okay, immortality. Yeah. That's the best way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. And if you've read the Dark Future law book, uh, which mm. explains where the Exo Stranger is actually from, where the darkness wins, you'll see how yeah. people over time get corrupted by it. Okay. So. Mm. Going into the law, this is another piece of, or, or the law we're going to cover tonight. This is yeah. the law book called, or the web law called Immolent. Immolent Part 1 and Part 2. Now, I'm just going to summarize Part 1 because it is quite uh, quite a good deal there. And basically, it's, it's all about Osiris and what he's done with Sagira. Basically, he doesn't know what to do. Zavala wants him to stay in the tower, and Osiris believes there's something else going on. He's not quite sure what it is, but he wants to go and investigate. Zavala's not interested in going to investigate, so basically he says to Osiris, if you're convinced there's something going on, go and find me concrete proof. Because uh, basically all Zavala's resources are, are facing off against Eremis in the darkness. Now, so... Off he goes. He goes round, having trying to have, trying to find the missing worlds. So he goes to Mars. Now everything is still there. You've still got Mars's moon. Is it Phobos and Deimos? Yeah, uh, they are still there. They're still orbiting something, but Mars itself is gone. Now it's believed it's a similar thing to what Ashamir studied when he uh, he shot the pyramid when it arrived on on Io. That basically it's it's still there, but it's being held in a different I can't quite remember how they actually worded it, but it's just outside our field of it's vision, kind of maybe like in, in a void. In a void space, yeah, that's possibly the best way to yeah. do it. Um now he goes around all the planets and they're all like this. So he knows they're still there because the gravitational field is still there to hold all the all the all the moons in orbit. Now it goes off and there's quite a bit of discussion between Sagira and um 
basically she's still questioning Osiris on his relationship with Saint because uh, Osiris has written him a load of poems uh, and hasn't actually given them to him yet. See, I, I feel like it'd be nice to have a whole law section of just that relationship because a lot of, lot of people are not aware of that. So many. Well, it's it's been hinted at since Osiris came back. Yeah. The biggest hint of all became in the Prophecy Dungeon. I actually um, shared a video with... Um, Night Demon and uh, Respawn and Parody to actually say that it was a, it was a voice line and that they basically said uh, between Eris and the Drifter saying, oh, where's Osiris? And it's basically, well, where do you think he's going to be? He's been missing for, fifth, for so many hundreds of years. They're all shacked up together in a hotel room somewhere, basically, <laughs> which is the long and short of it. Yeah. But then this is the concrete evidence. This uh, The Immolent Part 1 is the concrete evidence they're actually having a relationship. Uh, there's a bit of discussion about Mara in there as well. Oh, and then Sagira actually sends the poems to Saint 14. Then he goes to see Anna Bray. And I'll just read you this bit quickly. You've been busy. Osiris takes in Anna's hastily assembled workshop, located within the partition between the tower and the city. Tools and schematics litter the room. Talking to me or yourself, Anna asks as she rolls out from beneath a, disasse a disassembled exo chassis. Hard to tell sometimes, she says, standing. It's been too long, Anna. You don't visit often, she glances over her shoulder, except to point fingers. I suppose we've both been busy. I'm glad to see you're back in the tower. Anna rolls her jaw. I guess we have to stop running sometime. Osiris looks at the exo chassis, do we? What are you here for, Osiris? Looking to make another mess for me to clean up? When the war mind was overtaken, did you notice a resonant tone in a darkness attack like this? Osiris asks and plays a waveform recording of the lighthouse's song. I was a little preoccupied, but I didn't hear anything suspicious. Tones. You experienced the darkness assault firsthand. Instead of using that experience, you dredged up the dead. Osiris content only if he alone could play a god, Anna swipes, a wielding torch from a nearby workbench. You should meet up with Callus, you two would get along. Run the tones through your database, if, you, if your pet project has any rela related information. I'll run it. The words sarcastically fall out of Anna's mouth as she slides back under the exo and ignites the torch. Her solar fingers snap, next time you want to drop in, use the ghost vine instead. So those two obviously haven't got, don't really like each other there yeah is there is there a story behind that because i i haven't seen anything within the game only in some previous web law when oh no it was actually a cutscene. sorry where basically osiris stomps into uh basically points an accusing finger at rasputin and confronts him ah uh, yes okay uh, was that the, uh, was that what Anna season was that? Offense to that? I think that was the last or prior season because that was that was was that when uh, Osiris kind of confronted Rasputin or was it prior? To it was that? yeah, he stomped into the Warmind Vault and basically yeah. pointed fingers at him, saying, "You're not you're not on our side, or whose side are you on?" Yeah, it was fairly recent. I just can't. All, all the seasons blend in together for me now. 
Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to keep up. I'm to be honest, I'm not up to I'm not even up to full level yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that leaves us then on to part two, entitled Born of Wrath. Sagira patches a strand of light into the jump ship's control deck as they tumble through the black drop stars, twinkling out beyond reach. Something's in the static out there. What is it? Osiris asks. Some kind of subspace transmission. Hang on. Sakira boosts the jump ship's comm receiver. It's Cabal. Osiris absentmindedly pushes a sack of candy corn aside with his foot and leans forward from somewhere outside the system. Some pretty heavy encryption at work, but there's a repeated phrase, a name. Keitel? How many Cabal leaders still vie for domination atop Gaul's grave? Let them grind each other into dust. There are responses from Nessus, the Reef, and the EDZ. She's calling the Legion home, or no, back to her bosom. She wants them to capture Callus to prove their loyalty, but it sounds like the Leviathan is missing. Their bloody feud continues. If Keitel is stirring up the Legion, the Vanguard will want to know their plans. One of the response signals is offering Keitel tribute from somewhere near Sorok's cut, some other weird noise too. This message here, Osiris says, as he points to an on-screen readout of Sagira scans. Keitel sends an emissary to receive their tribute. Sure, we're not far behind, Sagira says. Eavesdropping or crashing? We'll hit them after the offering is made. I don't want the Cabal Empire to know we're tapping into their communications. A horde of Cabal crowd into a crude shelter, assembled from several decommissioned drop pods. Green light shines through the cracks. A royal blue banner of Cabal make, make lay cast in squalid bubbling mud. Sagira and her guardian survey the scene, perched on the fallen ruins high above the boil. The bulk of the evening is spent silent. The only exception Sagira's repeated affirmations. They're still just huddled around that rock. Patient is a virtue, Sagira. Cyrus closes his eyes to the reef sky and waits for signals to the guest at the darkness's plan. The stars watch all the weight of jet black splice upon him. He is extinguished among their light years. Screams in the night. Cyrus stirs awake, his eyes open onto the nebulous drift of the shore. Sagira, report. They're still in there. 18 life signs, no shots, no one's even moved. I don't like it. Tired hours flip by. Morning rises. There are no cabal skirmishes against the scorn. No metallurgists patching phalanx shields with molten slag or scion lookouts tracing firing lines. They're on the move. Sagira leers over the edge of their perch. The escape latch on the frontal pod dome bursts open and slams against the pod wall. Ten leave. Nine unsteady forms in dull red. One vivid blue. They disperse out into the shore. Osiris rubs his eyes. Finally. So through the cracks he sees them. The remaining rigor cabal kneel in a tightly wrapped circle. A stony protrusion centres them. What is that stone's constitution, he asks. Pretty stoic, I'd say. Sagira. This reeks of suspicion. Oh, you're right. And I hate saying that. A moment passes as the tiny ghost directs a long-range sensor to the stone. Oh, it's not a rock. It's hive. Biological. 
Osiris floats down to the acrid pool's feather light. Sigira follows close behind. He bounds through the open pod door. A celestial flame dances in each palm. Eight cabals sit dormant. The cabal huddle round the protrusion. Their massive bodies form a bulwark of trembling flesh. A soul-fire pitch blisters through their turgid pressure suits. They are fixated. Bulged eyes, rabid and screaming of rancor. Frontal plating blighted by hive barnacle growths. Hands tightly grip their throats. Slug rifles lay prostrated before the idol. Osiris steps among them without their notice and lowers his hands. Sagira breaks the cabal perimeter to scan the protrusion. Creepy. They don't even notice us. Keep those spitfires ready, she turns to Osiris. This is the most vascular rock I've ever scanned. Osiris peers into the hive protrusion. Metallic flecks shimmer and he sees a long and empty road. Meandering, he wishes to plant a great banner over it so they may see it, a beacon alight with phoenix flame. Looming in the nascent flame light hangs the terrace of blades. The terrace dominates the road. It's precipice at his throat. He raises the dawn blade to meet them. Rupturing cacophony ravages his senses. I am the war you crave. Purpose eternal, a legacy in blood. It's full of soul-fire veins. Sagira's voice is wind to Osiris. She nudges him. When you draw blade, you draw me. Do you hear the whisper? Osiris's words slur. You cannot resist without invoking my banner. You're hearing something. Sagira floats near him. Embrace me like bear and be a god of death. Whispers, his mind clouds. One of the cabal stands and turns to Osiris. Snap out of it. They're waking up, Sagira says, and decompiles out of danger. Consume or be consumed. The cabal trundles forward. Osiris billows incineration. The blaze cooks the interior of the pod. Kneeling cabal break free of their trance and stand in the scolding air. One of the remaining seven fall immediately to a hail of celestial firebolts. Osiris grounds himself and unleashes a cascade of arc across the mass of lumbering legionaries. Lightning bends inwards against the pod's magnetic shielding. He holds the storm on them until pressure gel hisses and spits from the suits. Osiris exhales their smouldering bodies in Fadi's nostrils. The scene clarifies horror, scorch and char. Sagira. Um, one one thing with that. Uh, do we know what that uh, hive biological object is? Have we heard it bef- like in the past? Well, I can tell readings on some other law. It's a growth of Zeva or Wrath to okay. basically draw people to him. And do, does it like feed off their energy? Basically, by creating war, he can take tribute from that because he's the god of war. This goes back to the three hive gods and their natures. So you have Oryx, who was the great navigator, and he chose to navigate death. And that was his nature. So he had to do that. You had, you've still got Savanthan, who is of Savanthan of the Keen Mind, who basically uses trickery uh, to actually get what she wants, and that that is her nature. Now, Zivu Orath is was basically he's a, he was a knight. He wanted to be a knight, and basically he is the High War, basically the God of War. 
So he will just come straight out and literally fight you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, codependent. Are you ready to tell me what that was all about? Sagira asks. She hovers just in front of the jump ship's control deck, piloting. I wish I could. I remember tracking Keitel's emissary, finding the Cabal, the night sky, then flame and rage. It took everything for me to push those thoughts from my mind. Osiris slumps in his seat. There is one claw, clear memory. I felt the dark whisper that we've been chasing like a needle in my spine. It must be at the root of all of this. Old eye words from the past ring in his ears. Soon the city won't need men like us. Lone wolves, Osiris. We die. Make sure when your end comes, it's something worth your light. Okay, Sakira says. The concern is thick in her voice, but she buries it. I sent out scans, long range, short range, anywhere that has prominent hive presence. There's no way this is isolated to the reef. Petra. How were we so blind, Osiris muses? The hives swell in darkness as guardians run to Europa. The warning fell between her words and I did not see it that's enough moping we're on this early maybe it's a good thing I can't pull the vanguard's eyes from Europa with hazy recollection and guesses they have just begun to see me again and trust is so thin resonance pings blips onto the ship's monitor catching Osiris's attention signals from your scans the moon that's much that's a much stronger signal than one we found near Sorok's cut Osiris shifts and raises his head. Maybe you're right about our timing. We can end this before it begins. It's a suicide mission into a hellmouth. You're in no condition. Recuperate and we'll talk. Open a channel to Eris. I've been trying. She's, uh, well, she's not answering. Then we go to her. Osiris stews in thought. Sagira's words are true. He is bleary from lack of sleep. Then turn around. Osiris, I already sent everything we have to Petra and the Vanguard. I'm taking us to Earth. Whatever we are dealing with is spreading throughout the system's underbelly. There is no one on the shore who knows these pathways. Surely I'm not too fragile to have a conversation, Sergeira. I'm sure there are plenty of people in the tower who would just be as helpful. Osiris glares at her. I am not some doddering invalid. He grabs the flight sticks. Turn around or I will. This spider guy better have answers, Sagira says. From what I've heard, it is just a matter of how persuasive we are, Osiris says, and follows the Elixni associate through, through plum curtains and into the spider's abode. The massive don of the shore lounges before them. Welcome, most esteemed Osiris. Though you have not graced my chamber before, your reputation precedes you. Spider trellises his eight fingers together as his voice breaks into a uh, series of gaseous staccato slurps. The literature you sent me, very interesting, but behind the times. By the chuckles, I already have top men working on these. Cryptoliths. His associates rush around the edges of the room. Cargo exchanges hands at a frantic pace. Osiris follows their movements. A decorated associate approaches the spider and waits at his side. What is it, ah? You know better than to interrupt our guest's audience. Ara glances to Osiris before quickly speaking in Elixney. Spider slams down a meaty fist, then go find it. 
Spider turns back to Osiris as Ahara scuttles away. Apologies, business, business interruptions in the aftermath of these. He gestures half-heartedly upwards, trying times. He stifles a cough and clutches at his ether rebreather. Cabal aren't the only ones having troubles, eh? Sagira asks and jets in front of Osiris. You know I speak Elixni, right? She plays a snippet of Cabal distress transmissions and orders from Kaitel's scouts to lock down encampments. She displays images of slaughter, graves, and empty Cabal fortifications. If it's hitting them this hard, your associates must be, what's the phrase, dropping like flies? Wise as Cyrus and his brilliant little light spider muses, Sagira, the Joe oh. corrects. Of course you are. I see no reason why this can't be a mutually beneficial partnership. As Cyrus steps forward, what matter do you need addressed, Spider? Sovereign of the shore. Spider giddily laps up the title. I know the cryptoliths are of the hive. I know the broods here burn Oryx's banners. And I know his worm skeleton, the one in Saturn's rings, is awake. Spider throws his forearms into a shrug. My jurisdiction ends at the banks of the shore. And of course, but not yours. So with, uh, sorry, with that sec, I was just going to ask, with um, the broods burn Oryx's banners, that, does that mean they're against Oryx? Or are they burning it in a way to, in support? Or Basically, Savantan tried to unite Oryx's and Crota's broods to her banner uh, with trickery, and it hasn't worked. Um, so basically, they are now burning Oryx's banners because they believe him dead. Um, okay. And now what they're saying is his worm skeleton in the Saturn's rings is awake, which is, which is disturbing. Which the Dreadnought. From... No. Well, you've got to remember there was Oryx and Oryx's worm. Yeah. We killed them both. Okay, yeah. they're in the, they, they went last time they were seen, they were going out into the rings of Saturn. Okay. And basically, the, the, what um, Spider says is, and I know his worm skeleton, the one in Saturn's rings, is awake. So that's quite disturbing there, because basically we turned Oryx's heart into a touch of malice. So we they all really the time... need to bring that weapon back, by the way. That was so really nice weapon. <laughs> all this time, we have been killing with Oryx and potentially feeding his worm. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Because the way the hives, they feed, they, they gain power from killing. So the, the more hive, they kill, the, the more the hive kill, the more power they get. So the then it's... I know that us guardians can't help but use a nice, shiny weapon. Exactly so, that. So yeah. if, you, if you imagine the hive as one great big pyramid scheme and Oryx was at the top, yeah. all that killing energy travels upwards. So potentially all this time we've been feeding, well, that, that's how it would have worked. But in this case, because they believed he was died, all, all the tithe went to whoever was in charge. But in this case, with that gun, we were actually feeding the worm. You know how much we, like you said, we like a, a shiny bit of loot and yeah, it, it's like what that, we do to get it. Was the, it was the direct connection to him. So we'll directly feed him and his worm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, I don't know how they're going to bring that into it, into the rest of the story, or what actually that has to do with the story, is it? Because that's the first mention 
of it. It's been theorized that Oryx isn't dead for a for a long, long time. Yeah, but it doesn't say anything about Oryx; just his worm. You see, I, I feel like he he probably is or was dead, but like you said, through feeding him, it's kind of bringing him back or rebirthing or essentially kind of process. It's like we've been feeding Zol with the Whisper of the Worm. Yeah. They, the hive know us too well. Yes, they do. Cyrus impales a wizard's head upon a stunted spike. Surrounded by a freshly brunt, uh, bloodied hive sigil, the dreadnought console splutters to life, accepting his tithe. That line there just explains quite happily what I mean. The tithe, the power by killing. Basically, he sacrificed that wizard to that console, and that console, because it's part of Acker, the worm yeah. god, he's gone, okay, yeah, you can use me. You've just given me some power. Yeah. While Cade's old transmat zone is no longer in operation, the massive breach left by the Dantalian Exodus 6's impact remains agape. Entry had not been difficult despite the halls crawling with newly spawned thrall. They were young, and a nearly a century of navigation through the infinite forest had honed Osiris's ability to remain unseen. The dreadnought systems present a as a living memory, chronicles and hymns recounting histories. It is a rat king of fading ideas, racked with failing connections and dying interpretations as Acker suffers a slow and final death. Damage beyond repair, but there is knowledge to glean here. Osiris directs Sagira to rip spokes of data from, from the console for Vanguard High Command. You found the most disgusting one. I'm not touching that. Dictate it to me. Osiris sneers and grasps the head. He navigates the, uh, the recounting of the hide from Oryx's death. They are fractured, broken by internal power struggles. It leads into recounting of Savanthan. Banished, branded as a heretic and set to burn. Many hive turned to her when Oryx fell. Many of these same bloodlines defected as darkness invaded Sol, sending Savantung into hiding. She's still haunted by the hounds of war. Her pursuer has no local story to recount here, for it is yet to be written in blood. War's celebrant rides to wrest Crota's lost foundlings from the witch queen's schemes, to bring unity, to bring reckoning, to bring glory. Luna will be reformed in her image. All tithes to Zivu Urath. All tithes to the black edge of her singing blade. I am the din of rapture. I am the herald of peace. My banner is known to you. Zivu Urath, Osiris says. Words spoken on compulsion. He takes his hand from the wizard's head as emerald smoke wafts from his orifices. Osiris slumps to his knees. This must be the echo we've been chasing, an omen of her voice resounding through the darkness, heralding war. A hive war god, this is bad, Sokira says. The third sister, she has finally come for us, and her champion seeks to support Crota's remaining daughters on Luna. That is where we go. Into the chasm on Luna, they follow the trail of signals down into an enduring abyss, through the nightmares of so many. He stands at the face of it for what seems like hours, the great angular thing, the edge of night that plays behind his mind. Speechless, Sakira teases. Maybe they're not so bad. Her chuckle is thin. They press on. Cyrus swipes away the silken threads of webbing above the shadow of Luna's pyramid, 
braziers illuminate synod of witches and wizards deep in the chasm all point in alignment towards a monolithic sigil of Zevorath set atop a cryptolith adorned in blades her will projected from some far off unseen cosmic hollow at the base of her visage a monstrous knight adorned with tapestries charged by scorching brand there it is cyrus whispers Along with the entire scarlet court, Sagira's voice crackles. Crota's remaining children and their spawn can be destroyed in one fell swoop. What is it with you and suicidal ideas? We can't transmit out of here. They won't just kill you, they'll rip out your light, Osiris. They're all here, Sagira, in one place. You're worth more than a bunch of hive nobles. Wait for backup. Let me go topside and call for help. No, we stop this now. Halt her here. Osiris looks to the convocation below. It's decided. You can't just decide that. Osiris turns to Sagira. Go for help, but I can't wait for the vanguard. I'll see you soon with reinforcements. If you're going, I'm going. She de decompiles safely beneath his armour. It is decided. Together, they make war on the hive. Solar wings combust from Osiris's back. In each hand he wields a blade of dawn. The calamity of his inferno sends a hive scattering in every direction. Voshia and her two daughters, Yishra and Iriax, turn to confront the phoenix. They are ashen before their first incantations complete. He paints the scene apocalyptic. Fifteen noble blood are reduced to cinders before the defence is mounted. Laughter like clashing swords. Osiris sails through the air as daggers of dark power whistle past him. Golden echoes split from his body to cut down fleeing hive and soak reprisals. Kynox, last daughter of Crota, scurries through the cracks between the rocks as her son, Ulgurin, and his cohort of lesser knives raise shields to defend her. Osiris extinguishes a blade into his palm to form a singularity of void and hurls a nova bomb that consumes them. With his other hand, he dives. He crashes into the ground, erupting a well of radiance surrounded by a phalanx of gilded echoes. Nobles shriek at their thralls to charge. Bolts of flame and arc tear through them as Osiris blinks through the void from one to another to another. Their advance breaks. He steps over their smouldering husk and turns the blaze towards their masters. Osiris revels in the slaughter. Zevorath's sigil drinks in his fervour. The nobles' deaths, laughter like screaming fear. Her visage emboldens. Celebrant waits at the foot of Zevorath's cryptolith, unburnt. Osiris echoes, reconvene into him. Face me, he exclaims and steps forward. Devorath's visage emits a shockwave that thunders through the chasm. It rips away Osiris's well and throws him across the stone floor. His back slams up against the cliff face behind him. What is this? Shock punctuates the question. He pulls against the unseen force, but to no avail. You burn offerings. I accept them. Devorath's will crushes the pressure of his light. Seals the flames into his flesh stakes his body to the stone on the paralytic pins her image distorts into a concave canvas around him the celebrant at its core shadows encroach him dousing the borders of his power 
As Cyrus focuses his mind on the spark at his core, flames billow from within. Countless gilded echoes ripple from him, testing Zivu's hold, pressing vulnerabilities. The sun sings to repel the shadow. He finds a moment, wretches a hand free, unleashes the reach of chaos. The beam of arc tears through the Zivu sigil, soul fire. Shards rocket away as the crack fork through Zizu's projection. Unfazed, she does not relent. Resist me, Libera. Her will will overcome him, stronger than before. The celebrant steps forward, a massive cleaver dangles from its hand, weightless. The beast carves a rune into the stone on either side of Osiris, its eyes locked with his. It nods to him, and then it turns the sigil. All ties to Zithorath, war-dominant, endless. Its tone is soft rasp and soot. The runes kindle in the harlequin green. Osiris, Sagira's voice, statics in his ear. One of us has to make it out. Warn them. I'm sorry, Sagira. Run. His words are thin from duress. The celebrant drives its sword into the cliffside above Osiris's head. The cryptolith erupts in neon flare. Die well, Osiris. The celebrant bows and withdraws from sight into Luna's depths. Wisps of light hemorrhage through his skin, trimmed in blood and drawn around the blade and embedded it above him, as if it was a Nostafine spike. Sagira's voice is a whisper. I am not letting them take you. Your strength lives on through me. With Saint my private drive, Osiris exhales and closes his eyes. He sees himself in a million permutation, each path a life in glimpse. He takes what he can from them, not enough to savor, but enough to be immortalized in a nostalgic haze. In one, he is a blazing warrior, driving back the horrors of the longest nights. Another, he is a vigiled gargoyle atop the infinite forest, a grizzled elder overseeing keen disciples. In so many, he is dead. But there is one where Osiris finds happiness. He finds a time away from strife. He finds saint, a dream warm serenity. The peace is to his purpose. With saint, there is a future that could have been enough. So many unveiled moments lost between calls to action. He wishes Sagira had not come to watch him die. His faithful companion, his guiding starlight, his hopes, his humanity. Sagira, for as many lives as we had, you were always my better. Light is breaking. Cyrus, why don't you ever listen to me? She compiles in front of him. What a... Shut up. Listen to my words. Her iris is bright with light. There are great things still left for you. Don't lose hope in the darkness. She is luminant. As Cyrus breathes the word as if she could hold it back. No, he would understand in time. She had seen it. Blinding light erupts from Sagira's core as she splits apart. A wave of light surges across the chasm. Her sacrifice cleanses every trace of Zithorath's presence. The sigil erased, the cryptolith that supported her projection destroyed. Osiris draws breath alone. The Aegis of Sagira's light stands strong in the shadow of the pyramid for days. There was a lot in that. So, uh, Ursley, can we get an exotic from Osiris that allows us to dual wield uh, flaming swords? 
Oh, that then goes straight into a Nova Warp and then straight yeah. into a Well of Radiance and then throw out a Chaos Reach as well, just for good measure. That might be a bit too overpowered. How about two exotics? One allows you to dual wield swords. The other one allows you to uh, cycle through your supers after each other. <laughs> that, no, that'd be interesting. That would... <laughs> this just proves how powerful Osiris actually was. Yeah. Wow. I, I, another... It just makes you think, we've got to face that celebrant soon. Yeah. See, the um, question I have in regards to uh, our ghosts, I'm sure this has been answered in the past. I'm just not aware of it myself. If our ghost dies, we obviously cannot then uh, come back. If we die, can our ghost be replaced by another ghost? It's been thought up for a while. Um, it's it's known that Jaron Ward's ghost actually um, travels with Shin Malfur. Okay. It's not been said whether it can resurrect him, but yeah. they are companions. Okay. Interesting. Now, that is all we know on that one. Whether they can actually resurrect another guardian? Possibly, because we resurrect other people. Yeah. In game. Hopefully we find but, out eventually. Yes. Now there's one bit here that basically by doing all what Osiris did there by fighting all of the hive just empowered Zivorath. So that celebrant by all um, that killing empowered Zivorath and the celebrant and made them stronger. Because it is, um, you've completed the um, Osiris mission, have you, or not? I've started it. I've I've done the first parts of it, and I'm uh, just back at Osiris now. With the that mission, is that the celebrant in that mission, the giant black knight? That giant hive, yeah, is the celebrant because okay. you actually see it on in the celebrant of Zevorath. Okay, because that that gives me. For some reason gives me between um it gives me war priest vibes just of the kind of shape and and size of of the celebrant and also a mix between war priest and um what's his name from the forest chad chad yes i get a mix between those two <laughs> which is terrifying if it, if he's anything like Chad that just appears behind you and tries to hit <laughs> you with an axe, that's going to be absolutely terrifying. It is. It is. Is it the unbeatable champion or something, or the un yeah. undefeatable champion? Yeah. Better known as Chad. <laughs> but that gives everyone a, a better idea of, of the seriousness <laughs> of what we're up against going into Season of the Hunt. This is why yeah. I said to Respawn, Read this law, it will give you a better idea. And then I basically, I, I he was absolutely gutted because I killed off one of his favorite. Well, I didn't personally, yeah. but one of his favorite characters was killed I'm, off. I'm sure he blames you for it, though. You are the he one does. that killed he does. her off. Yeah. Apparently, I've got to stop doing it to him. <laughs> yeah. That 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 uh that read was enjoyable. Um, it's good to know. Know more about what's what's coming as well, because like, a lot, well, lot of the more law is, in the game. is, yeah, 
Yeah. Finally, yeah, the, the the laws tying in with what we're actually getting involved in now or in the near future, which is good. It's not just in the to past. Be on- the, the, the oh, law yeah. has always tied into what we were doing. It's just so much more accessible now than it previously was. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. I guess prior, prior to you um, uh, being there and actually telling the law on the podcast, I didn't have much involvement in the law whatsoever. So it, it's, I'm, I'm happy that I've got you there to tell me the stories of the game. Hey, I'm not, I'm not the first one. Oh, and no, I just like my to, first I, one. <laughs> I, I'd just like to say to respawn is that I didn't find the information about Clovis Bray and the EXO Clovis Bray. That was Blue Crew eighty six. He he is he is one of the top law guys in the community, and he found that. Not I. I can't claim credit for that. <laughs> I think he actually went to a. Uh, he's been done a few bits with uh, Myling Games and uh, even oh. Bife as well. Yeah, and he's even yeah. had Bife on his podcast. I I feel like I want to go back from to the beginning, but I feel like it's just too much. I've, I'm I'm I'm, it's too far gone for me. I, I I don't know if I've I've got the time in this world to listen to all the law that's. There, there are some there's there are some podcasts out there that can help you with that. Yeah, I might have to uh, get those details because then you me. can actually be doing doing that and actually listening to the law. Now, there's there's some that actually read the law and then explain it. There's others that just read the law and don't explain it and let you make up your own mind. And then there's other ones that assume you already know the law and just discuss it. Okay. There's 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 something for everyone out there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I might have to uh, look into that for sure because the story that they're telling is great. Like they they could they could make a TV, they, they could make some kind of series, but it's yeah. Well, there's so many books. If on they ever plate. did books on this, just just on the reef wars with the between the Awoken and the uh, House of Wolves, the Elixney, it's that could be a, a major book series in itself. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. All right, so now we've got tips, tricks, guides, and builds. Um, Leveling up Varix's sabotage missions will allow you to turn a reward from a powerful to a pinnacle. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Fourth one along is uh, the European Explorer 3. Turns the weekly EXO challenge to a pinnacle. That's pretty decent. Have you done the EXO challenge yet, guys? Uh, I've done one of the EXO challenges, but I mean, aren't these part of Varix's missions, but he has like kind of like the Umbral Dakota was. It had those three tiers of different ones. Yeah, I feel like it it unlocked some kind of uh, mission that I had to complete. Um, Yeah. It was... It was interesting. I I did it with the G Dad, and uh, so uh, so d- did you do this week's one or no? Yes, yeah, so it changed. So you're talking yeah. about the mission that's near as you go, as if you're going to go to the large Exo head, and there's like I a, think so. Yeah, it Something changed. Like that. Yeah. yeah, this so, one was the platforms that kept disappearing all the time. Yes, yeah, see, I I did that. <laughs> I didn't do it last week. I did it this week. Now uh, these platforms, right? Um. I, 
I had fun with G Dad a bit. So <laughs> there, there's a, a, a there's a part in it where it's like a, a square, and the platforms each side of the square will disappear and reappear on the other side. So you kind of have to run around. Yeah, you have to keep moving. Um, you have to keep moving, or um, there's an option to. So you know those uh, white glowing cubes that you shoot. Yeah. And when you shoot, it unlocks like a, a, a Vex uh, barrier. So yeah. there were four of these. I, I'll need to eventually show you the video that I recorded, but there were four of these. So I, I was standing on one. G-Dad was standing on the other. Then there were two. I shot one, uh, jumped to another, shot the next one. Then I ran on the edge, shot mine. And then there was one more left, yeah. the one that G-Dad was on. I didn't inform him that I was going to shoot it. So I <laughs> shot it. And uh, he dropped, and I landed in the part that we needed to to continue the the mission. But uh, she's lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did I, that part. Sorry, go. Yeah, no, no, go. Yeah, yeah, go. I, I say I did that part. I I was playing with a friend. He kept falling through because the platform, like you said, it kept you had to keep moving or it kept falling through. And I actually jumped. You know where you had the the terminal. You had to hack. Yeah, had a big barrier around it, but it was a cylinder shape on a square yeah. so it had four corners that you could actually stand on oh you can stand on them so i jumped on that and i just watched him keep running around yeah. <laughs> i mean floor keep yeah. falling below him and him trying to catch up to it it was kind of kind of like something in indiana jones <laughs> yeah that that's that's how it uh happened with me i was just running around around i was like this can't be right so i eventually jumped on the squares and yeah then i disposed of g dad and yeah continued <laughs> So, uh, uh, the second one along is the Europa Challenge 3, which turns a weekly Empire Hunt to a pinnacle. Has to be completed on master difficulty, like the Moon Nightmare Hunt missions to drop the. Um, leveling up the lure to level three. Uh, it's called Power Hunter from the Crow as part of the Wrathborn Hunts. Turn the powerful into a pinnacle after completing five Wrathborns per week. I'm not at that stage yet. No, no. I'd like to either. be. <laughs> yes, I would too soon. I'm only at level two, I think, which yeah, means I can I, start doing hive ones. I don't even know. I think I'm up to that. <laughs> I need to get onto that. I got the lure and then I got disconnected and then I just went. Apparently, I'm not <laughs> supposed to be playing Destiny getting. this week. No, well, but just like Australia's internet. <laughs> yep, you've made it too far made it too yeah. far that's yeah you you've played um, three hours of destiny this week that's enough yeah <laughs> you uh, your for com- <laughs> yeah for completing one of varix's sabotage quests called european explorer 2 it wants you to get 30 high value kills inside of an empire hunt what you can do is do the phylax empire hunt all the way up to the section where a flag spawns at the asterian abyss to finish the mission and when you're ready to use this checkpoint to load into as there are six high value targets fighting at the entrance, you can kill all of them, abandon the mission, and it will spawn you back at the flag, and you can load in again, repeat five times. Wow, I needed this. Yeah, I still I'm need still it. it. I'm still at that point, so I'm okay. Yeah, I think I might be able to utilize this because, yeah, I, I am up to that. Okay. Definitely useful. Yeah. Once you level up Varix's sabotage quest, you will be given access to a weekly empire hunt with selectable modes like the nightfall ordeals, where you have a rare chance at earning the new exotic sniper cloud strike plus high stat uh, Christo cream armor. I like to call that crispy cream armor 
uh, enhancement <laughs> force and enhancement prison, like the Night Force. Adept and hero are match made whilst the legend and master are not. That's kind of cool. Just another yeah. Nightfall sort of thing, but set to Europa only. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Night Night Demon. Uh, to, the thing is, I didn't have that unlocked. Night Demon did, but I was still allowed to enter with Night Demon. So he uh, took me through that last night. We just went through it once. It wasn't too bad. It's matchmaking for the the lower levels, and yeah, it's, it's it wasn't bad. It's it was quite good. like the uh, Peter Heresy. If you, if you hadn't finished the campaign of yeah. Shadowkeep, you couldn't get into Peter Heresy. But if the uh, fire team leader had completed the had access to the Peter Heresy, you can bring anyone through, which is cool. Yeah. Um, have have you had a chance to see that new exotic sniper yet? Crazy I have ball? not. I've not seen it in use. I, I figured it was a lot like the Thunderlord, but sniper version, but otherwise I have no idea what it's like. I have yeah. not seen it. I've only seen a video of it. And I remember the guys talking about it a few podcasts ago when, you know, they were sort of dropping hints of what the exotics were. Um, and supposedly it creates, yeah, like a like a thunderstorm around and then strikes down. But what wow. we were kind of curious was if you had a team of three or even a raid yeah. team of six and they're all hitting these crit shots and creating these clouds, do you suddenly have like one giant uber storm that's just wow. going to come through and strike everything? Or I feel like yeah. we need to all get this weapon and give it a try. Yeah, that's definitely on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be really if only it dropped a snowstorm and then Frozen would be set. Oh, oh something. Oh, there's a c- couple of things I, I found out this week, which I probably should have known, but one was following like freezing. Um, no time to explain. Uh, when you hit critical points, your gun automatic automatically reloads. We all know this. It's happened in Destiny 1. But if your enemy is frozen and you shoot them at any of their frozen points, it you, you get your ammo back as well. Oh, so it's classified as a crit. Yes, nice. which I think it says that within the the perks, but I didn't read it properly. I just wanted to shoot. But yeah, so that that I think is really cool. Um, another thing I found out, you, uh, you know, Panoramics eighteen. Yes. Yes. Uh, he is. Wait, it is Panor- It is eighteen, right? If I've got yeah. that wrong, I. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, it's, it's terrible. It is. <laughs> um, Pan. Yeah, Pan and I and uh, we will at the tower. And uh, he had to jump out of the, the fire team briefly and then join back. But we figured out if you jump out of the fire team at the tower, you remain at the tower now within that fire team. You're not within the fire team, but you're at the same instance at the tower. So he right. was still there, just his name was Blue. Okay. And then he joined straight back into our fire team afterwards. So it didn't return him to an orbit it or anything? didn't return him to orbit, Actually- which is a great feature. I did notice that too last night. I jumped out of a team and I thought it was going to return me to orbit and it just said leaving fire team. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a great feature. That needed to be in there a long time. It needs to be in patrol and all that, but they won't do that because then you can take advantage of like the escalation protocols and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. how good would that well, be? Well, there's no escalation protocols anymore. I know, but they'll, they'll bring something in that, that requires something. No, it is good. I mean, that, these are those yeah. little tweaks that they're, they're working on, um, which yeah. which I think are really good for it. I mean, yeah, they just need to keep it up, and like like uh, Cosmo yeah. said, just listening to people's feedback. Yeah, I, I just love how it went under the radar for me. I don't know if anyone else knew about. It. I don't remember it being mentioned anywhere, but yeah, it was just 
just something small that they did and yeah, it was good. No, I only noticed it since you said it that it happened yeah. last night and I sort of I, I I saw it and thought, Oh, this must be just the normal. Like I've just never noticed it before. But yeah. <laughs> no, you are right. All right. So uh there are lots of uh YouTube guides and lots of nice videos out there at the moment, especially since the Raiders dropped there've been a few. Um have you guys watched any videos that you kind of liked and wanted to chat about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I'll probably chat about some of the, the raid ones and some of the things I've discovered around. But um, I, I also think that the stasis, a lot of people have cracked and said the stasis is either crap or it's too overpowered. I actually really enjoy it. I still think that it has its place and sometimes you need to go back to your light. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm mainly using stasis unless I've got a bounty that says I, I have to use something else. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's not yeah, exactly. overpowered or anything. It's just something I, it's different. It's new. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, no, I just enjoy when I get to use it now. It kills a lot of people when you're doing these, yeah. um, doing the missions and you get it. I do. Don't get me started on you hunters with your your stasis ability in Crucible. That's just ridiculous. I'm I'm not even going to go there. It's, it's not just... as good as the Warlocks one. It is good. Mate, I don't know. I, I must be terrible at Crucible this season because I can't one can't use my Warlock one efficiently, and two the Hunter one I just get picked up by a tornado tornado while I'm frozen every single time. <laughs> I was playing Mayhem though, so that's most likely the reason. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty. No, you probably get picked no, up by someone else. Go well in Mayhem. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be like when they introduced the uh, way of a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Because <laughs> mayhem just went stupid. <laughs> it did. All right. Well, I mean, um, I can start us off with that first one if you want with uh, yep. Fallout plays. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the Fallout plays one is a good in-depth raid walkthrough. So if you're wanting to do the raid properly and, and going through all the encounters with a proper six-man team, I definitely. So it's worthwhile. It's not one of these hour and a half sort of entire raid sessions. Uh, it's about, it is still 30 to 40 minutes, um, but he goes through a lot of the depths of the mechanics that you need to do, things that you need to watch out for that can cause you to wipe. Uh, but obviously, now that you don't have that power cap disadvantage, uh, if you take a team in, you probably have a good chance that most people have done it or will be able to withstand the boss's damage because he's. Um, weapons that seem to track you over and around corners and under, and behind boxes and stuff won't be as deadly as they were to have Raid Day Race 1. Uh, and it also just shows you, even in his video, just all the, as we say, in the beautiful environment scenery that they've created for this raid, I reckon, was really cool. So well worth a watch. Um, the Cheese for Everyone has uh, an infinite shelter frostbite cheese. So this, again, follows back into the raid, the... It's not the first encounter. It's sort of along the way. Some people have called it encounters in their videos, but you have to do this, uh, not a sparrow race, but you have to be on your sparrow and you go outside into this blizzard and it's causing frostbite. And if you get frostbite that reaches times 10, you die. And to counteract this, you have all these bubbles that sort of have a heater and a whole heap of fallen in it. So the way his uh, cheese works is that you use your sparrow, you park it just outside the bubble, walk into the bubble, and then turn face your sparrow and jump back on and you actually get the perk which protects you from the blizzard called shelter from the storm permanently on your character wow. and yeah so so one of the free raid loot chests that you can get 
is in this first area before you even get to the first encounter. But if you're playing it normally, you'd have to know exactly where it was and get there quickly because you would get frostbite. Whereas if you have this perk already on, you can freely walk around, you can use your sparrow or jump around. You do lose this um, cheese if you die by falling off a ledge because it's a blizzard. It's hard to see some of the areas. And also if you get killed by any of the enemies, but you can easily just get it back. It's a really simple one to get, uh, which is which is great. So definitely cool. one worth looking at if you just want to get some of those easy um, raid chests. And then I guess that would lead on to the, the next video, which is about getting two of the easy crit raid chests. So there are, uh, I think in total from memory, there's five raid chests in the game, three which are linked to encounters. Maybe it could be six actually, but they're linked to encounters. There's two which are open in the world that you can find. So the first one is that uh, start encounter during the the blizzard, which if you use that frostbite uh, shelter glitch, you can get to that one easy. But the video done by Jarv, shows some easy way for all classes to be able to sort of glitch outside the map and get the second chest. So he did a video last week, which catered more to the Titans and Warlocks. Uh, but this one is super easy, really good. You just need to be, have a sword um, and you, you literally just walk to an area and step out. And it's almost like there's an invisible hole in the wall that just drops you right outside the, the map. And then you can jump around, do a couple of, jumps and sword swings and you're there so it's only a, a eight minute video and he goes through the first encounter as well or the first raid chest through the blizzard so half of that you've already done previously uh really well worth the watch especially some of the i'm not sure if some of you, you guys have seen the the new raid gear i know respawn oh, got himself a shotgun that he loves i have not seen any of it no Oh, it's really good the sniper rifle the shotgun all that type of stuff is really really cool uh, I know Respawn had a, a perk on one of his that automatically reloaded his shotgun, uh, but over overloaded it for him oh, as well. Okay. So he could sometimes open it up and get 20 rounds in his shotgun. Like Jeez. it was really cool. Wow. <laughs> that, Things like that. Really good. Nice. So, yeah, worth looking into um, those ones to so it, try to get some raid gear. Yeah. In regards to the, the heating um, mechanic, Yep. Is that only in the raid or is, was that in the EXO challenge last week? No, uh, kind of. It, it was very similar, very similar okay. to it. Uh, you did get something called Frostbite. Okay, because I, I, I didn't do the well. challenge last week, but G-Dad mentioned it. And now that you mentioned it, I was like, there's no way he accidentally went into a raid, did he? But if the, no. the fact that, that it's in the EXO challenge, okay. I think that's right, one um, of the things they're bringing those raid things back to the playable area. Maybe just so that when someone does start a raid for the first time, they're not mind boggled by all these new things they have to learn. There's similar things they've already done throughout the game or campaign. Yeah. So, um, Eroar has made a hunter build. He called, called the video, I finally made a hunter build. <laughs> and in this video, he talks about how he sets up his abilities, his weapons, and his armor so he can dodge which slows his nearby enemies. It also reloads his weapons and gives faster reloading and changing weapons. And uh, talks about how he uses his Warmind cells. So he, and with all this, he basically never runs out of ammo in his weapons. I always need to look more into these PVP builds and 
Give me some well, of the PVE ones. <laughs> yeah, that one's a PVE one, and that I sat there watching that going, I, I will be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. When I get decent internet and I can actually play. As long as you've got all the things to go with it, though, that's the other part. I mean, I know Stasis yeah. has all these extra shards that you got to try and find, so I'm still in the middle of doing that. But I guess once you've got all that down, it's going to start doing these builds. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise how your depth Stasis went. <laughs> and um, I also checked out a video by a crazy Mr. Pips called a One-Shot Bow Kills. And... This guy has just made this crazy PvP build, and he just dominates. Shows how he can use the Luminarch with the Whisper of Hedron, and yep. just gets constant one-shot bow kills. Crucible. It is one of the bows I haven't done much with. I know lots of people use it in Crucible. Uh, I generally try try to steer clear of these slow pull times on on the bows, just yep. because I like to be able to lay down a bit of fire quickly yeah. but I, didn't, I have been killed with the monarch many times so the fact that he's now got a one-shot version kind of annoys me because other people are going to be shooting me once with a bow um, i just sat there watching this video and just went that's a weapon i unlocked and when cool i've unlocked it and i've never used it since <laughs> <laughs> and well, now i'm sitting here thinking out. i should really give that a go yeah definitely uh, so I'm not sure if you guys have found these before. I, I stumbled across one accidentally, but there's these souvenir penguins that you can find out in the world. And it turns out that they're weekly appearing at the moment, but they're, they're kind of like a, a makeshift. Someone's made them out of spare parts to look like a penguin. And the first one you found is just in that first uh, explorable, playable open area where you meet some of the ads and stuff. There's a cave off to the right, which is protected by a whole heap of Vex. And I went in there and there was a yellow bar, sort of legendary, one of the Wyverns. And so I killed him. And what happened was there was a, a Vex sort of force field behind that disappeared. And then in the, in the corner hidden in this rock was this penguin statue or a souvenir. So I collected that. Had no idea where to put it uh, until I randomly went next to the building next to Varrick's when I was just exploring. And there was one of the uh, icons to interact with something. So I walked over there, placed the uh, penguin down, and I got a triumph and some a little bit of lore, like just a little uh, note from who made it. So it turns out, though, that they're actually one a week they're introducing. Uh, and so in that room, if you go into that building next to Varrick's, you can walk up to the the spot that hasn't got something yet but it'll have a marker and it will actually tell you where to where to look for the next one um but abby hour has actually created these videos of where all of them are she's done one each week so she's got a new one which is for the third penguin which is a kind of cool one you have to kill a large i can't remember what they're called they're the van they're the vandal but the not a captain, the bigger one. You have to kill one of those and he drops a scorch cannon. And then you can take that cannon to this block of ice. You can see slightly there's something inside of it. You use the scorcher cannon, it melts it, and there's the next penguin. So they're, they're cool for the moment. No one's 100% sure, I believe, of what you get at the end of it. And you can collect all of them, whether it's just triumph score and a little bit of lore or whether you get, I don't know, maybe another sort of... 
uh, figurine like the exo finding all the dead exos does gives you an exo figurine um but it, it's it's a cool sort of again another little aspect to add to the game i think besides just finding dead ghosts on the moon whatever and and then to follow that up abby's also done another video called the well of uh, infinitude drones which is adding that aspect of the scanner augment that we sort of roughly talked upon quickly in the raids uh, that's something that i think has come out of this whole uh, orbital meteor shower of things that have come down that from the raid that are now on europa there are these vandals that have this sort of yellow hexagon almost on their head and when you kill them Oh, to start with, they've got shields, they've got a whole heap of servitors around them. So you kill the servitors, drops their shield, you kill the vandal, and you can pick up this. It's a buff almost called the scanner buff. What Abby shows you, which is good because I have no idea how to use it. The scanner buff is designed that it shows you things that are hidden. So if you had four enemies and only one of them is a real one, it would actually show you who is the real enemy and so who you need to attack. So she shows you where to go. Uh, for this one, what you meant to do. And then you've probably seen them before. There are these little drones that sort of hang around in packs of four in some of the levels on Europa. Uh, and I've just shot them, had no idea what I was meant to do with them. Turns out that the scanner, when you have a look, actually tells you which order to shoot them. And when you do that, it then opens a terminal and then you can claim a reward and get some triumph for that one as well. So I'm pretty sure that one's going to be updating each week as well. But another little fun thing to do if you're bored or just looking for something to do out there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that I've got a lot that I haven't seen in this game. Mm. And, um, so, yeah, so uh, I came across a couple of videos that I like. So um, if you've noticed these random shards throughout Europa, they're immune when you shoot them. Uh, they're called entropic shards. And um, YouTuber Spear Gaming has a great guide on how to collect all nine of them. Uh, there's a triumph to collect all nine, but most people would be hunting them down to complete the Exo Strangers quest uh, aspect of control, which rewards you with a new stasis aspect. So most people will be doing that. And you only need to collect five shards to complete that. The only catch is you need the new exotic grenade launcher, Salvation's Grip, to destroy the shards, which can be obtained from the quest, the stasis prototype, which you get from the Drifter. I have to have a look at that one because I've got the grenade launcher, but... I tried shooting the things and I couldn't destroy yeah. it. Yeah, you might have to hold down the trigger. It is for Sword the Lament, which is a crazy weapon, by the way, because it does insane damage. Marcus B Gaming has a video out if you're yet to obtain the weapon because it's definitely worth it. Some of the other cool videos that are worth having a look at, uh, True Vanguard has the most meta hand cannon in Beyond Light, which turns out that at the moment a lot of people are using Sturm. Uh, if you didn't get that from the previous seasons before... The quest was Sunset. It's almost too bad from the moment. I think you can claim it still from... Can you claim it from the exotic kiosk, Sturm? I'm not too sure not if you can. It's, it's, it is actually worth it. I and mean, I never really rated it, but I've been killed by it many a times. So well worth, uh, well worth just giving it a try. If, you're having, if you like hand cannons, you like Crucible or anything like that, Give it a try. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Cami uh, Cakes Gaming does 10 tips for combating stasis in PvP. I won't go through all the 10 tips, but some of them are, are pretty obvious sort of things. But he does some really good information, I find, with 
the new types of stasis grenades you can have. There's one of those ones that's like the tracking. I think it's, it like instantly freezes people if it touches them. You throw it on the ground and it just has this like wave of ice that starts chasing the person. You used to be able to dodge out of it uh, or, or jump and that was fine. You can jump over it, but if you're jumping and there's a wall near you, it actually goes up the wall and tracks you, which is something I didn't know. Uh, the other thing is if it hits someone else and you've just, so say it's, it's coming for you and you jump out of the way and it hits someone behind you, it then starts again and tracks you again. So that's another thing to look at. Just a little bit OP, just a little. (laughs) Yeah, which is why I want to get it. But um, so he has a couple of really good things in there about that, just to help those people that want to get a bit better at PvP. And now that we've got this whole new um, stasis environment where pretty much everything's ice, if you're not in a good spot, it's well worth having a look at. Uh, I haven't tried this myself, but Destiny Fun Police have got this Juggernaut Titan build using the Icefall Mantles and Sweet Business. I am not a Titan main, but I have seen this in action. It's just just decimates. I mean, Sweet Business and Titans was always a pain in the butt in PvP, uh, and now having the Icefall Mantles, it's just just keeping them in the game. I mean, used to have the um, Warrig. yeah, Armored War Rig on. Uh, and Sweet Business used to be deadly, and now this just adds another aspect to it. So, Yeah, I think Night Demon yeah. just got the exotic that gives him the overshield last night. Yeah. Or yet yesterday, so he's excited to take that into Iron Banner. I, I have I have heard and seen people, it makes you a lot slower, but it's still, you know, it's a, it's a bubble. It's a moving bubble. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um. We've sort of already talked about the Cloud Strike Exotic Sniper, but Houndish has got a video on how to get it. Uh, it is still a random drop, dependent on the you have to be doing uh, Varric's missions. But uh, yeah, you, you, he gives you a sort of a, a tip at least of what you should be doing to help increase that random drop. Uh, I haven't looked done much into Marcus B Gaming's God Roll. Opinions of the Seventh Seraph hand cannon. I know that I like the look of it. Uh, I'm definitely going to start trying it out. I did go through a hand cannon phase, but I know that hand cannons are back. As Parody always says, uh, hand cannons never go out of fashion, it seems, in Destiny 2. But uh, I like the look of this one, so I'll probably put a bit of time into learning the best way to use it. And that's it. So uh, I know I've enjoyed myself. Uh, it's been quite fun taking over uh, for this week. Um, hopefully they don't mind. I doubt they would. They kind of get a break. Should I tell them that we've recorded this or just let them go ahead and record theirs and kind just, of... Just just send them the email and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just... I just want to hear Night Demon say, oh, I've got mail. Yeah. And it turns out there's like this two-hour, three-hour recording of these Australian yeah. podcast studio. Yeah, he may not even submit it. We may have just done this just, just for nothing. At least we've done it for us. We've, that's we've, the main thing. If no one else it. hears it, that's fine. You know what? Oh, I've got the downloads. Let's just submit it ourselves on our own private podcast. Let's start our own. <laughs> we could definitely start our own Two Hunters and a Warlock it got nothing to do with uh, the other Destiny podcast that I won't mention. But, uh, yeah, could do that. Maybe we could do crossover here and there. Yeah. yeah. That'd be all right. So have you, you guys enjoyed yourselves? 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been good. And when our internet has worked, and considering well, everything, two out of three. <laughs> two <laughs> out of three. No, that's all right. It's been it's been good. No, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy their show anyway, but it's good just to have this little fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I always enjoy their show, so good to have a bit of a play with it. Yeah. Hopefully they have us back again. If not, well, we tried, kind of. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, your hunters are Fordo 1990, Packed Llama, and your resident overpowered warlock for this occasion has been Andy13. You can contact us at on the Xbox and PC. You can contact Andy13, uh, Fordo1990, and on PC only, Packed Llama, for any assistance we can help you with, we'd be happy to do so it's raids or simply nightfalls or just having a bit of fun on crucible your usual host titans are parody and night demon and your hunter master race is no one respawns in real life and your law scribe today has been not off you can email the show at two titans and a hunter at popmail.com you can contact your favorite hosts of the show via twitter at two titans underscore hunter on facebook and instagram two titans and a hunter you can also find your favourite hosts and not-so-favourite over on Xbox Live. You can watch some gameplay and listen to the show on YouTube. Listen to your show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere where fine podcasts are sold. We leave you with this warm, fuzzy feeling that your usual host will be back next week and up to the usual antics. Hooroo! Ahoy hoy! Later, mates! Be a selfish bear and come in. <laughs> oh, now I'm wrong channel. <laughs> what are you doing? It's drunk. Craig's drunk. <laughs> Hello, koala bear. It's <laughs> gone. <laughs> a what? You broke it. <laughs> you called you it a koala and you didn't like I it. Did. <laughs> Good stuff. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah, sweet. So you want to start with the deep stone crypt? Oh, wait, we have to intro ourselves. We do. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the console update happens on the December 8th. I'll start that again because it's not the December 8th, it's just December. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about Osiris and what he's done with Severa um, and what he's done with Segera. Severa, that's a car. <laughs> <laughs> I might redo that last bit because he's not demon. You're not listening, but your spelling mistakes through me, man. You're <laughs> usually the usual. But I'm thinking, yeah. So you you can say the, the way out of the podcast. You can say hooroo. I want to say ahoy hoy. And what do you want to say, Fordo? Don't know. Um... Later, copper. Ah, I think it's something. It's the worst bit. <laughs> Why is it when you get put in the spot, you always come in blank? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. <laughs> Crikey. And done. There we go. So, Night Demon, we're sorry if... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was so sorry. Yeah. If you um, editing problems. Don't envy you, mate. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we good to end the recording now? Yeah. Go yeah. for it. All right. Have they gone? Have they left the room? I, I can't believe that they fell for that.
we we left the discord open and they've done the podcast for us i can't believe the the fools that they are uh uh so wait hold on so what's happening did i miss something i feel as though i've missed something vitally important to what we're talking about here so we're still doing the podcast right i mean that's still a thing i'm here i i, I feel like we should do one yeah sure bud i mean you're here i'm here the toaster's here might as well <laughs> So why don't you just start with next week in Destiny? All right. Uh, you're talking to me, right? Yeah. Okay. So next week in Destiny, Season of the Hunt continues. Track down the Wrathborn. Lord Shax brings Clash to the Crucible. Defeat the Brood Queen in the Broodhold Nightfall, the Ordeal Strike. And complete the Deepstone Crypt by December 1st to earn the Raid Jacket. Uh, hello? Is my mic on? Uh, yeah, mic is on. Uh, hello? Oi! Where did, where, did, where did everybody go? What the hell? Where is everybody at?